Welcome on into the Wolverine.com podcast. Clayton Safey here with Ant Wright, former Michigan basketball player, our analyst here for the Wolverine and on three, breaking stuff down. He did a great uh, film breakdown ahead of Michigan versus Colorado State in the NCAA tournament. So check that out on our YouTube channel there. Um, man, we got NCAA tournament bracket. We're going to talk a little bit more about that, some big picture stuff, how we think the Big Ten teams are going to do later on. We will start with Michigan, uh, the 11 seed against Colorado State. Winner of that takes on number three seed Tennessee or number four seed, excuse me, number 14 seed Longwood making their first NCAA tournament appearance. That's about all I know about Longwood. And we were talking about that before. But first of all, just, Ant, I mean, we were talking before we went on air here and we were saying, man, our brackets are not going to be very good probably. Nobody ever has a good bracket. Uh yet we've wasted the last few months of our lives watching college basketball almost every night. This is what we do it for is this week. Uh, you know, it, it kind of pays off a little bit because now everybody's watching and, uh, and it's going to be a lot of fun, but I guess, is this one of the better weeks for you of the year? Because there's so many games coming hot and heavy starting on Thursday with Michigan. Yeah, I love it. I mean, it's been going on for about a week and a half now where you just got games all day, every day. And, um, and these high, what's the word? These high, these high, these highly intense games that have everything on the line um, is uh, I, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun because you see these seniors, and these are their like last times that that they'll ever play uh, in college sports, and it's just um, it's interesting. It's interesting. It's. You see the raw emotion, you see the the raw feel, and these coaches they they be coaching their their last games uh, at their respective schools, and that's the last time that that group is going to be together. And they've been been through a lot since all the way to last spring, right? This is like 10, 11 months of just work, and uh, and now they're being rewarded for it. Now they don't want that to end, and that's why you see so much emotion. That's why you see so much. Um, so much energy, so much, uh, so many tears after losses because they because they know that this is the last time that they're going to be with these guys with this exact unit, you know. So, um, this is one of my favorite times of the, of the year because you just see everything, everything is being let out on the court, and nothing is selfish, nothing is being held back. Yeah, no completely agree i cannot wait we get the first four games here tonight we're recording this on tuesday morning so we get a couple games tonight a couple games on wednesday but then it really starts and michigan's kicking that off 12 15 on cbs on thursday afternoon but every game is either the well it's both the great thrill of victory and the agony of defeat for one side um you know or the other so uh everything's on the line starting with these games and that's why i think michigan a team that has gone 10 straight games, alternating wins and losses. You can't keep that going if you want to make a run in the NCAA tournament. So let's kind of shift focus to Colorado State, uh, what we have seen out of them, what we've kind of gathered on them heading into this matchup. So I think a lot of people are talking about this as a good matchup for Michigan. They're actually favored as the 11 seed over a 6 seed. Um, but when you get into the weeds a little bit with this thing, it's it's going to be really fascinating. So just a 
couple background things on their profile before I turn it over to you, Ant, because I know you did the video breakdown and you know wrote a little bit about this as well, uh, what Colorado State is. But 20th best offense in the country on Ken Palm, 83rd best defense, so very similar to Michigan there in terms of having a good offense and struggling a little bit more on defense. Uh, they shoot really well from two-point range, 56.3%, pretty good on threes, uh, although they don't take a ton of threes. Defensively, they rank 210th against two-pointers, so I think that's going to be big for Michigan, uh, You know, who is a very good two-point shooting team that doesn't shoot a lot of threes. It's an undersized group, and that's the big storyline, why this makes or why you know this is kind of an interesting matchup. So they start a 6'10 center in James Moores, but he only plays about 30, 35% of their minutes, about 15 minutes a game. They move David Roddy, who's the star, who I'm sure people have heard about by now, over to the five a lot of times. He's six foot six, 255 pounds, a thick guy who can score from outside, uh, but really likes to post up as well. Um, they've got seven guys who have shot over 53s. So it's kind of that five out offense where you got to be ready for a guy to shoot threes uh, at any moment, um, which I think is going to make it tough on Michigan. Let's kind of break this down though, starting with because to me, this this is truly a game that is going to be different on each end of the floor. When Michigan has the ball, they have their distinct advantages. The game's going to go a certain way. When Colorado State has the ball, they have their advantages, and the game could go a, a different way on that end. And I guess it's whatever mismatch wins out more is going to determine the outcome of this game. But let's start with when Michigan is on offense playing against an undersized team against Colorado state makes me think that they're going to get, you know, send a lot of double teams to Hunter Dickinson, probably Musa Diabate when he gets the ball in the post, they're going to switch a lot of screens, try to make Michigan, you know, dump it in and score over a smaller guy or get around their guy and, you know, get leveraged that way. I guess, what are you expecting when Michigan has the ball? Uh, you start a guy that's six eleven and a guy that's seven foot one, and you're going against guys that, 610 at the at the tallest this is the 300 and something tallest team in the country so average height is six foot four so that is that is going to be apparent i think um it's basically going to look like zach Eady against anybody else when michigan has the ball because uh you know hunter dickinson is uh is going to be probably at times over six inches taller than the guy guarding him for sure um Colorado State has played against size all year long. Um, so that's that's like something that like people gotta kinda like understand as well. It's like, yeah, we're gonna have a mismatch, but you know, they've been learning how to, you know, counter tall teams for months now. So it's not a situation of, you know, they're they're just gonna dump it down. It's it's just not gonna be that simple. Uh, especially when you have someone like David Roddy, if he's if he ends up on Hunter. Uh, Roddy's about 260, strong as a bull. Is you know Hunter? He's he's going to need to bury these guys deep. Um, he can't really rely on his quickness as much this game. It's not, not like he has like a seven two gump gump on him, right? Uh, these are guys who can move a bit. So um, they love taking charges. They love playing very 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 tough. So they have to. So they're going to have to find a way to. Um, just have prime execution. Getting Hunter the ball at three feet and not eight feet, I think that that is going to be a, a huge, huge deal. Definitely. 
that's something that the scout is kind of out on him. And I know it has been for two years, but like Indiana did a great job. And I know they have Trace Jackson Davis and better, you know, bigs, probably more athletic, better defensive bigs than Colorado State. But pushing him out, as you said, is huge. And, you know, when he has a guy quicker on him, like, yeah, he might be able to back him down and power his way. That's certainly, you know, not saying he can't, but a guy that can move his feet, stay in front, uh, that could potentially pose a problem. And then on the other end, I mean, the Colorado State offense, uh, reading up on Nico Medved, their head coach, um, he is inspired by John Beeline's offense a little bit and some of that like five out type of stuff, you know, swing Princeton type of thing. Um, they don't turn the ball over. They don't get many offensive rebounds, but they shoot, uh, you know, really well from two, pretty good from three. Every guy can shoot, as I kind of mentioned, um, you know, for the most part in their lineup. How do you see that going? Because Hunter is going to be on the perimeter at times. Musa, who's done it at times this year, will also be out there quite a bit. And, you know, at the same time, they like to go inside as well. So what do you expect when when uh, Colorado State has the ball? Well, you know, they're going to run. Um, they're going to run the five out when Roddy is at the five. Um and I, I kind of alluded to this in my article this this morning is when they go to that lineup, Michigan has to abuse it on the other end um, because that'll get them out of that lineup. You'll force them to play a true big. Um, but if they're able to hold serve, then, you know, I call that like the death lineup, you know, because you have basically five guards out there. Um, Michigan cannot be afraid. Um to go with Caleb at the four when they go small. They can't be afraid to go Musa at the five and have Hunter just come out, um, maybe sit more than usual um, just to help with some of the matchups. Because I think Musa on David Roddy um, is a good look. I think Brandon Johns, people have their thoughts about him, but I think Brandon Johns, Johns is a very good defender. Yeah, I think he's he, a very good I can picture him d up Roddy watching some of the – Clips Arati for sure. Yeah, Brandon Johns is a very good defender. Uh, he's rated as one of, I think, the best post defender uh, on the team. So when, when you have two versatile power forwards, the one 6'10", 6'11", very good wingspan, the other is 6'8", um, both guys who are big enough and quick enough to stay with him, um, is going to be huge because that's what it's going to come down to. Can you neutralize Roddy? If you neutralize Roddy, you're you are going to win this game. Um, they go to a lot of depth too in the Mountain West. I don't think they're going to if they do that against Michigan. I think that talent wise, Michigan has to take advantage of when they go to their very deep bench because uh, I don't think their bench is anywhere near to where their starters are. I think they they got away with that in the Mountain West. I don't think they are when. They play Michigan, and Michigan plays their, their seven or eight guys. Um, I saw people say, yeah, T. Will is going to guard Roddy. You don't want that. <laughs> you don't want that matchup. Uh, Roddy is like a legit like 260. Um, uh, you don't want that matchup. Uh, if you have T. Will on anybody, it's going to be John Tunja. But, I mean, like it's, you know, you know, they're going to run their offense. They're super crisp. 
Um, that's why they don't turn the ball over is because they execute on offense so well, so, so well. And, you know, Michigan just has to, you know, they're not the best defensive team this year. We, we kind of understand that, but you got to neutralize Isaiah Stevens and David Roddy and Eli Brooks is very capable of neutralizing Isaiah Stevens. Um, but you know, that matchup with uh, Roddy is going to be the X factor. Yeah. Um, and, and he's a guy who likes the left block. He likes to post up, but he can also get a ball screen out, out in space, which kind of would scare you if you have Musa out there and he's guarding and having to get over a ball screen. I can't remember the last time I've seen him do that, maybe when guarding Liddell. Um, and he did a decent job on Liddell at times, um, you know, especially in that second game. Uh, against them when he was matched up with him so it's it's doable uh, and it's going to be interesting Um, some more on Colorado State they have five common games uh, you know against common opponents to Michigan they lost twice to San Diego State they lost twice to UNLV they did beat San Diego State one time in the regular season then lost to them in the Mountain West tournament Um, but losing twice to UNLV I think that um that gives you a little bit of reservation, I think, about this team because uh, that's not a great UNLV team. They're 6-3, and three, though, against teams that are in the NCAA tournament field. They got a win over Creighton. Uh, they got a win over Mississippi State. And, um, you know, so they're definitely tested. And the Mountain West was good this year. So as far as mid-majors go, as far as, you know, a, a team like this coming out of that conference, pretty tested, pretty good. Um they did drop that game, like I said, their first game in the Mountain West tournament. So not a not a ton of momentum, but Michigan's coming off of uh, you know the least amount of momentum you could probably have after that collapse against Indiana. So uh, it's something to watch as well. And it's a clean slate in the tournament. Hunter Dickinson was kind of talking about that the other day, how they're kind of approaching this as uh, you know putting stuff behind them. And certainly Michigan's been able to put losses behind them. Look at the win loss win loss thing. So I, I don't think that's going to be an issue in this game. Um. Yeah, and then they got. I will say this. Go ahead. Yeah. I will say this. When it comes to the San Diego State UNLV stuff, I get it. They're one and four, but at the same time, you know, these are schools that have seen them for years now and are very, very familiar. Uh, that familiarity with Michigan may have not been there, but they're still, but they're still going to be a very good team, and that's why it's harder to kind of, kind of go go about the like the common opponent thing like like we can but we can't because because we all know like it's like the way that Michigan can you know be ready for a Michigan state team or be ready for an Ohio state team or be ready for uh any type of team right cuz like Penn state like they give teams a bunch of trouble but you know they're not very good but that familiarity with them is the reason why they can go in there and win those games. So um, I do think that UNLV is not that not that good of a team, um, but the familiarity is there. For sure. And the common opponent thing is one piece of the puzzle. The you know record against NCAA tournament teams is one piece of the puzzle. Michigan is 7-12 and 12 against NCAA tournament teams. And a lot of those were big wins down the stretch, but you could also say, well, you know, this team has only won seven out of their 19 uh, against NCAA tournament teams. So what leads you to believe that 
um, they're going to win this game. And at the same time, you know, some of those were against teams that are now, you know, four seeds, five seeds, a little bit higher rated, but it, it's all just kind of looking at, I more so look at that and say like, how many NCAA tournament teams have they beaten? Cause what is their, what, what, what gear do they have that could, you know, bring them to, to go on a run or win a game or two in, in the tournament? It, it certainly doesn't believe that it, it doesn't lead me to believe that they can't beat Michigan just because they lost to UNLV in San Diego state, you know, four out of five times or whatever. Um, let's talk about Tennessee a little bit, but before we do just want to shout out our sponsors, manscaped, uh, March madness is here. Finally, not everyone can have a perfect bracket, but you can have the perfect set of balls this tournament season with the sponsor of today's show manscaped. The leaders in below the waist grooming have launched their ultra premium collection to give you the total championship hygiene routine. After sweating out the games, make, make sure you lather up head to toe with this all-in-one skin and hair kit to have your body and balls smelling Final Four fresh. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com. Use the promo code 20GOBLUE for 20% off and free shipping. That's 20GOBLUE for 20% off and free shipping. This is a Cinderella story you're not going to want to miss. And I believe... Uh, I got my package in the mail a couple of days ago. Did you get your uh, your care package there from Manscaped? I can't hear you. My bad. No, you're good. I do, I do have an email email saying that it's on the way. Okay, but eventually, eventually for sure. So yeah, you'll be able to uh, check out the product they keep sending us stuff. We love Manscaped. Promo code 20 go blue manscaped.com that gets you 20% off plus free shipping on your order. So go and do that. If you're going to get it, it is a, uh, is a great deal. Um, Tennessee, they are, you know, when you're an 11 seed, you can't really complain too much about who your three seed would be. If you win a game, because you're an 11 seed, you didn't do enough to put yourself in a spot to get great matchups in those first two games. And even a lot of teams that are, high seeds they don't have you know they're not delighted with their matchups these are all good teams in the tournament here but Tennessee I think would be a tough matchup for Michigan um really good on defense you know they don't have this total elite offense that I think would would burn Michigan but they got athletes um and Michigan hasn't been good on defense anyway so you know teams have been able to burn Michigan no matter what um in a lot of cases again you know, game by game, they could absolutely win this game. But uh, your quick look at Tennessee, what you know about them, some of your thoughts, because that could – it's funny, as soon as these games end, it's like, boom, you know, on to – and I know Tennessee would have to win, but it's like it, it's so quickly the focus shifts to to the next game. And I know I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but this is the situation Michigan is in. What are your thoughts on Tennessee? I mean, they are a they're a really good team. I mean, they were top ten in defensive efficiency this year, uh, in a high scoring offense. Uh, they beat a very good Kentucky team who could have very well been um, a one seed. So, um, good team, good point guard play, um, decent shooting. Even though their offense is can be an ice eyesore at times, they're still still top one hundred in offensive in uh offensive uh efficiency so yeah they should be all right yeah number 36 in offensive efficiency they shoot the three uh really well and they shoot a lot of threes 
Uh, so kind of that style of play. They've only lost one game uh, between right now and January 29th, which is just crazy. So they've been super hot. That game was to Arkansas by 10 points. The trend that I looked at with them in their losses, their offense has just completely been shut down. So, uh, again, but I don't know if Michigan has that defense to shut down Tennessee's offense. But at the same time, maybe they go cold or whatever. Uh, and, and you could have a, you know, potentially pull one out there and not ruin it. Michigan has a good enough offense to beat anybody. If they get enough from the defense, they hit enough shots. Uh, I think they have a chance, but don't love this matchup again. You know, Tennessee, their fans were complaining that they weren't a two seed. They have a legit case at that, by the way. Uh, so probably under there, which kind of scares you a little bit, but at the same time, you should be scared again, if you're an 11 seed going into a second round game, if you get there. So. Uh, you would love to be in that spot, I would say, about Michigan. I mean, you know, maybe you would hope Longwood wins <laughs> if you win, but at the same time, uh, you you would love to be in that position. Um, I mean, honestly, if we're looking at all the three seeds and we're looking at the whole layout of the tournament, uh, I tweeted this too, and I'm like, look, if you showed this to me last week, I would take it nine times out of ten. Sure, well, ten times. Out of 10. I will take that every time. Like, okay, you get. You you bless you. You get to play a non-high major. Yes. Right. A very hey, very very good team. Like don't get it twisted. Very good team. But you go with a non-high major, right? That's not Houston, right? And True. then you end up, and then you end up having to play a Tennessee team who doesn't really score a lot of points, who can really get you in a close game. Where if you're on and you're hitting shots. You can get an upset, and then you're in that 14-3 range where we've seen 14 seeds beat a three seed uh, coming into these games. And with Rick Barnes, you never know. So, like, you could take sure. that, and then like, they're like, who is who is their who is their who is their two seed? Is it a uh, Villanova? It's Villanova. I just checked. So that's okay. so it's so it's Villanova. And then worst case scenario, you play an Arizona team in the Elite Eight who you've already played. So I thought you, know, you take you hard match. Yes, I understand. Yes. Hard matchup, tough matchup, but you're you're gonna get a one seed that you already have some film on. Um, which True. honestly, of all the ones, you couldn't ask for a better situation. Not gonna lie, you know. Granted that we could be saying all this stuff about the route and the region, and you know, lose by twenty against Colorado State, but you know, uh, you could not ask for a better situation if you are a double-digit seed in Michigan's situation. I mean, look at the eleven seeds around the country. I mean, Alabama. You don't want to play a, a high-scoring team, even though Alabama's been kind of weird this year. Right. Um, Virginia Tech's going to have to play Texas, then hopefully get through Purdue. Um, you have Iowa State versus an LSU team that doesn't have a coach. That, that's actually yeah. – I'm kind of jealous about that That situation. would be the one that I would that probably would swap one. with. But at the same time, yeah. no. And it, it's not even worth thinking yeah. about if you're Michigan. Yeah, like but you have I'm a good draw. splitting hairs. Like you have a really good draw. You have a really good draw. Um, and everyone at this point is going to be good. No right. matter who you matched up with at that six, no matter who your three is, no matter who that 14 is, that 14 just, just won a conference championship. And that three is going to be someone who is either ascending or they're descending from being a one or a, 
for a two seed. So they're going to be very, very good. hundred um, percent. And <laughs> the biggest reason why I think you should be pretty happy with this draw if you're Michigan is as soon as that buzzer sounded on Thursday, I was thinking, okay, depending on how this shakes out, Michigan potentially in the first four. You got to buy to the round of 64. That's that's a win as it is. And then to get this draw, I think you feel pretty good uh, about that. So um, let's just kind of look at the bracket real quick. Uh, I know you haven't filled one out yet, but my final four uh, is Gonzaga taking on Arizona in the national title game, but Gonzaga-UCLA in a rematch. In the final four, I feel like uh, the East is going to be a chaos bracket there. Either Purdue or UCLA going to come out, even though Kentucky's dangerous and I think could win this whole thing. But I just got a feeling there. I got Iowa on the other side coming through. Uh, I'm just going to ride with Iowa, I think, in this tournament. I like their draw. And then uh, Arizona winning the whole thing there. But um, my sleeper is New Mexico State, who I have um, winning their 5-12 game which is against UConn and then beating Arkansas in the round of 32. Teddy Allen, for those that remember him from Nebraska, is their, uh, is their guard there. And as you might imagine, he takes a million shots a game. He shoots 30.5% of uh, their shots when he's on the floor, which is like one of the highest rates in the country. So they're probably going to – like in all I'm, reality – go ahead. <laughs> I'm envious of that. Right. In all reality, he is probably going to shoot them out of the game like he did uh, when he was at Nebraska. A lot of times they actually started winning when he left the team last year. Um, but he could probably shoot them to a win potentially as well. And they uh, they defend a little bit. So, I don't know. They're my sleeper as a 12. Um, I got Michigan losing to Tennessee in my bracket, I guess. And any uh, – Bracket thoughts, I guess, uh, also Big Ten teams that can make a run. I have Iowa going the furthest. I think Purdue's going to be dangerous. That's something we even talked about last week heading in. But now that we have their matchups, uh, anybody else you feel good about from the Big Ten? I do have Illinois in the Sweet 16 and then losing to – What? Why would you do that? Because I have – I know – I mean, it would not be good for the troll game against Illinois fans, but I haven't beaten Houston. I don't know. Yeah. um, You know what we should do? Um, You know, there should be, or someone hasn't done it yet, there should be an article that just labels who the oldest teams are in this tournament. I think that's going to matter. I think there are going to be some teams who who have an average rotation of like 23 or or 24 years old. Illinois. That matters a lot. (laughs) Illinois. I think that matters a lot. Yeah, but it's it's Illinois. Like I know. I know. Illinois. But like. Uh, I think Vermont is, you know, you're. I, I think you have a good chance of seeing Vermont versus New Mexico State. Um, that I see Vermont versus like, like you, 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 you can get Vermont versus Memphis because I think Memphis and Gonzaga, Gonzaga sees some dudes who don't, who aren't afraid of them. They don't. They're not as good. Um, I was so close to picking Memphis over Gonzaga, but I, I couldn't do it. <laughs> Memphis, but they, they could win that defensively. game. Memphis defensively, like people pick on pick on Penny for their own reasons, and uh, he had that one press conference where he kind of went off. Um, but they they they've been good ever since. ever since that spot. Yeah, they've they've been good. They've lost like one or two games. They got a huge win over Houston. They were a 
team on the wrong side of the bubble at that point. I know it was late January, but now they're firmly in as a nine seed. So yeah. ever since that one dude left, I'm not going to mention names, but ever since that one dude left the uh, team, uh, they I think they've only lost twice. Um, but it's um, it's uh, it's um, it's it is a situation where uh, it's a situation where like that Memphis Gonzaga game is going to be must see. That's me must see must see TV. I I need Memphis to beat Boise State. Like I was going to say, watch Boise will just beat them, and that could happen too. But man, Boise doesn't totally impress me. Boise doesn't. I mean, like they're 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 okay. Mountain West is like um, Mountain West reminds me of uh, they like them and the American Athletic are like the same conference. If you think about it, like they both play football the same. They play, <laughs> they play basketball yeah. the same. Just like these, like got these like athletes that are like not super skilled, but then but they're like super like tough and mentally just rugged and just ready to That's go. True. Um so like SMU and Houston and Memphis, that's Boise State. That's that's uh that's San Diego State all day. That's Colorado State all day. Just just yeah. you know, tough teams, undersized, underrated year in and year out. Um just like this Wyoming team tonight like don't don't be shocked if um, Indiana loses that game, even though I'm rooting for Indiana for sure. Of all like the Big Ten teams, like I want them to do well because I I think um, I think I think they need one. I think they need a need a need a decent run, and uh, hopefully um, Mike Woodson does well over there. But uh, I'm not going to be shocked if there is like a like a seven, eight, or nine seed in the Final Four this year. Uh, I'm not going to be shocked if there's like a three, four, five along with them. Um, I don't think Gonzaga's going to make the Final Four, uh, even though this it's weird. It's it's so weird when it comes to these brackets. Like I don't think that they're going to make the Final Four, but at the same time, they're my favorite to win the whole thing. <laughs> that's and that's a legit thing, you know. It's that makes sense. you know because I think they're legit the best team. I think they're the best but team. That's not even what it is. Yeah, like you I mean they could lose a game and then they're yeah. not like they don't get to prove they're the best team even though they and might. That's be. all it takes. It's like, crazy. You, know, like, you see them struggle against you see them struggle to St. Mary's St. Mary's, like, yeah. It's like that's the whole familiarity thing cuz like Randy Bennett at St. Mary's. True. They've like, been they needed that win. They've been gunning for that win. But at the yeah. same time, yeah, uh Gonzaga couldn't score much at all in that game and St. Mary's I know they're a good defensive team but they shut them down that's what gives me a little bit of not hope because I don't really care and I don't I don't like Memphis but um I guess you know you could put it like that hope that Memphis could win this game if you're Memphis you look at that and say we can shut them down whether or not it's going to happen in, in a one game single elimination format is another thing but they're going to have a chance and yeah I got Gonzaga going to the title but I could see him losing to that Memphis team too, or you know, somewhere else along the way. Do you uh do you agree with me that Iowa's probably gonna go the furthest out of the Big Ten teams or or who do you have? Um I saw Iowa's I saw Iowa's um route. Yeah, so they have Richmond as the twelve. I, I like that matchup. Richmond's, I don't, 
Richmond's they're old. Though. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're, they are they, old. They can shoot. Richmond's old. Um, but then Providence would be your four seed or South Dakota State. I have I South, think Dakota South Dakota State. State's going to win. Yeah. yeah, I think South Dakota State's going to win. Um, and then you know I see South Dakota State playing against like Kansas or San Diego State in the Sweet Sixteen. You don't believe in Fran? He's got to make his first Sweet Sixteen. I'm a big Fran fan. A lot of people are like, yeah, Fran sucks. I'm like, look, bro. I Fran, like you know, Fran, I remember when like he was at uh Sienna at uh Siena. Um he took him to three tournaments. Liked there. Yeah. Like them there. And then for for him to do what he's doing at Iowa now, because like so many times, like those hires don't work. You know, <laughs> they, I know. They, they took a work. shot on him. Yeah. They 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 took a huge shot and um it's paid off. It's paid off for him. Um, I think Ohio State will be done in a game or two. Uh, Wisconsin, I can see them like they're in they're in Milwaukee and they got Colgate. Colgate, you know, they're what they have the second highest three three point shooting percentage. Yep, and they chuck um, a lot of them off. Yep, and then you have San Diego, and then South Dakota State, I believe, is first in three point percentage. Um, let's see who else is in there. Good for Rutgers for getting in the tournament. People are mad at that, like Michigan's in. They should be mad at Rutgers being yeah. in with and that net and that SOS. The thing those- that sucks about Rutgers and Indiana, and by the way, I don't think you would be if you were at the game last Thursday with all those Indiana fans. I'm not so sure you would have been, you know, saying that you hope they go on a run. Just saying that. But the yeah. thing that sucks about them and Rutgers, they have to play tonight and tomorrow, respectively in Dayton and then I forget who, but one of them's in Portland, the other one's in San Diego. So that's a, that's a tough one. And that's why I have both of those teams or the winner of those games bowing out in the first round, because I just feel like it's, it's tough with the travel and they're not, you know, better than the teams they're playing anyway. So it's just a tough formula. Yeah. That's yeah. That's, that's tough. And Rutgers is playing going from Jersey to Dayton to San Diego. That's right. I'm all getting jet lagged, bro. Um, who else? Then where's Indiana? Indiana, Wyoming, and they got St. Mary's in Portland. Ugh. Yeah, that's gonna be tough. Those fans are. They'll travel there. Yeah, rabid, rabid fans, rabid fans. But like St. Mary's is for like, are are they like the the Bay Area? Yeah, they're Northern California, so they have to travel. It would not be. Yeah. So but it's out. still a little bit of a at least drive, I think, or a little bit of a, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but that's as good as you can get if you're St. Mary's because they've probably been they've probably been in Greensboro half the time they're in the tournament or like Kansas City or something. So <laughs> right, they love right. this. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I'm a psycho, like with my mind, so I, I have to, I have to find out like where they're at. I know it's in the the bay or like you know might be like wine country up there. <laughs> uh, yeah, like nine hours driving, so they're definitely okay. Flying. Yeah, so that's a flight. Um, but it it still feels like I I don't know everything on the west coast. You just lump it all in together and feel like everything's right next to each other. But right, <laughs> not like people are people say that about recruits too. Like, oh, he's gonna go to USC. He lives in Washington. It's like a twelve hour drive, but. You know. <laughs> But I get there's culture and stuff, but right. Um, 
Any any other thoughts on the the bracket, the Big Ten, Final Four, national champion? So Gonzaga's your pick? Or uh... I mean, it's so it's so wide open. I haven't even yeah. looked at like this is my first time that I've actually like looked at it, looked at the um looked at the uh tournament. It's it's gonna be a hot mess this year. That's all I know. It's gonna be a hot mess. But we always like a hot mess. Right. Like last year you got Last year, you got Oregon State, probably one of the worst programs in the country, go to the Elite Eight. And then this year, they have three wins. So that just shows you the fluke that that, that was. I don't care yeah. if guys guys left. That was a complete fluke. Their coach got like uh, a 10-year extension. Yes. Tinkle <laughs> just said, oh, let me just you know, go to the tournament once. Oh, let's get some perfect – let's get some perfect matchups. Oh, extend me because this is going to be the norm. Right. That's how Georgetown got. They're like, "Ooh, you won the big, you won the Big East tournament. What do I get? Oh, you get twenty-one straight losses, right? And here next season, so that's funny. crazy. You will never see that in the Big Ten. You will never see that. Ain't no way. Yeah, Ain't the no regular way. season is valued more than any other conference, I think. So there's they take a look at the whole pie more than. The Big East, it's always been the Big East tournament has been the biggest thing there. The Pac-12, it's like we beat up on each other, whatever, and we send three teams. If we overperform, then great, and that's what they did last year, certainly. But, um, yeah, I, I agree. I don't think that that formula is, you know, the Big Ten likes to stick with its coaches, but I don't think they're just going to do that and extend a guy after one good run. Um yeah. Anything yeah, else on the bracket? Gonna be a great week. The big ten. Um nothing else, man. It's just no, it is it is it is gonna be an abs it's gonna be absolutely chaotic. Um and there are so many games. Like I don't I don't see like I can see Baylor uh losing to North Carolina in the second round. Yep. Baylor's not I'm surprised they were a one seed dog. They're hurt. But they keep winning though, even though they have yeah. a couple guys banged up. Yeah, um, yeah, they're but, a mystery to me. I could see them getting in New Orleans, or I could see them losing that second game, like you said, to either, um, yeah, North Carolina or Marquette. I oh, mean, Shaka is he going to make a run? I feel like everyone's counting them out and just assuming. Good for Shaka, man. Yeah, good for Shaka. He that yeah. team was not expected to be anything coming into the year. And Shout out to Daryl Morsell for making the right decision for him, too. True. He's on a tournament team, and Maryland is in shambles. Shambles. You got coaches. You got assistant coaches getting caught up with, like, escorts and stuff for, yeah. for like, pay. And, and they're thinking of bringing in Patino. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I even do that. People are, I don't think they're thinking of it. Maybe they are. People are talking about how they should or maybe will. But Man, it'd be funny. I I think they uh, go after the uh, Seton Hall coach. Yeah, that's also probably the most common name that I've heard too. Yeah, I think they go after the Seton Hall coach. So like Baylor started out the year really good. Then one, two, three, four, five, six, six, and finished the year eleven and six after they went undefeated. So I don't know. Injuries don't play know. into it, but I think Cryer is still hurt for them. 
maybe that that big guy maybe is out for the year as well. Yeah, that Chachachue, Chachachu. Right. I didn't want to try to say it. Yeah, I'll try it. I'll try it. <laughs> but but like his his name was uh Jonathan Chamwa Chachachuo. Yep. Chachachua. Anyways, um, Flo Thamba, what a name! That's hilarious. We need a song about Flo that. Thamba. I know, a little uh, remix of uh, Mo Bamba. Bamba. Yeah. <laughs> um, do they have LJ LJ Cryer back? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think he's ruled out though. Also, uh, Kyle Young for Ohio State is another injury. I was. Watching, it looks like they're hopeful he comes back, but I don't think there's any guarantee. So they could be out early, as you said. Yeah, he had concussion um, stuff. And Zed Key as well. Yeah, Zed Key probably not. Um, yeah, he had the ankle, then came back versus Michigan and played like five minutes before he like sprinted again. Yep. Um, so that's something to consider, injuries, looking into that when you're picking your brackets. I'm sure most people have yeah. picked theirs by now. Um yeah. yeah, I got to really like sit down and I always do like three brackets. I do one with my heart. I do one with my head and I try to do one that's like mixed. Like that's what I do every time. Yeah, I always do three brackets and that's it. Um, yep, I do a few. I've only done one so far. One with is the one with my head looking into stuff, researching. That's why it'll be the worst one I've oh, ever yeah, done. Oh, yeah, for sure. But uh, for sure. All right, folks. Norfolk State Baylor. I got a dude who uh, coaches on Norfolk State. I'm gonna need them to win that game. Okay, that would be incredible. Sixteen seed over one. That'll be awesome. That'll be awesome. Well, those are hope. the those are yeah. the best games. Those are the best ones. They are. Because I I hate Virginia. I hate Virginia so much. That was fun. Can't can't stand it. All right. This well, is a good tournament, though, bro. This should be a good tournament. Um, Absolutely. I can't wait. And it's always better when uh, your team is in it. So hopefully that Michigan can, like, win a game or two at least um, and be able to make make it more in, more in, interesting and, and for the uh, content to do a lot better too. Yeah, for sure. And there's nothing like when your team wins and then you can watch more basketball for the next couple of days knowing that your team's in, you care about who wins because of this matchup or that matchup, it makes it so much more fun. It's still going to be fun regardless, but yeah, hoping for the content for everybody out there that Michigan is able to, hey, get to their fifth straight Sweet 16. Uh, that would be awesome, or at least win a game, get to that Tennessee game, uh, get some Michigan-Tennessee you know, kind of hate going maybe down there in Indy, which would be fun going back to, I don't know, 97, Peyton Manning. Charles Woodson, Charles Peyton Woodson. Manning. Yep. They're still mad about it. They're, They're still, still mad. mad. I ran into a Tennessee fan during football season that was saying that Tennessee's the exact same program as Michigan, and I was like, "No, nah, Michigan's been a little better here." And he was, and then, uh, you know, he was like getting mad about Peyton Manning not winning the Heisman. It's like, what are we doing here? I mean, that was twenty five like, years bro. ago, literally, dude. That's why Illinois fans are so mad at Michigan fans because of nineteen eighty nine. Yeah. Like they're still like I had no clue that they were still still mad until like, Illini. recent years. Yeah, man, the losing Illini is what what they are. <laughs> the Great losers. way to end it. Um, that's our show. We will uh, have jerseys though. Nice jerseys. They do have nice jerseys. Nice jerseys. Very nice jerseys. 
we'll have full coverage uh pregame in game after the game at the wolverine.com uh heading down back to indy as well so uh we'll be have stuff from open practice on wednesday get to talk to juan howard and the guys after that so uh plenty coming at the wolverine.com join us for one dollar for an entire year again thanks to the sponsor manscape 20 go blue is the promo code there to get 20 percent off and free shipping and enjoy the games everybody